just want to share something funny before we get into our talk. It's almost noon this afternoon. A boy named Tom went into his class and was asked by his teacher to tell the class the parable of the Good Samaritan. And this is what he said. I'm sure some of you may have heard this story, but just let's pray your indulgence for a couple of minutes. <laughs> and this is what he said. Once there was a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among thorns. And the thorns sprang up and choked him. And as he went, he had no money and met the queen of Sheba, who gave him ten talents of gold and a thousand changes of raiment. And he got into a chariot and drove furiously, and driving under a juniper tree, his head got caught by one of the branches, and he hung there many days. And the ravings brought him food to eat and water to drink. And he ate 5,000 loaves of bread and two fish. One night when he was hanging there asleep, his wife Delilah came along and cut off his hair and he dropped and fell on stony ground. He got up and went on and it began to rain and it rained 40 days and 40 nights. And he hid himself in a cave and lived on locusts and wild honey. Then he went, then he went on and he, he met a servant who said, come take supper at my house. And he made an excuse and said, no, I won't. I married a wife and I can't go. The servant then went into the highways and hedges and compelled him to come in. After supper, he went on and came down to Jericho. When he got there, he looked up and saw the real Queen Jezebel sitting there way up high in the window. And she laughed at him. And he said, throw her down out there. And they threw her down out there. And he said, throw her down again. And they threw her down again, 70 times 7. And of the fragments that remained, they picked up 12 baskets full besides women and children. And they, and they said, blessed are the peacemakers. Peace, P-I-E-C-E. -E. Whose wife will she be on that judgment day? I think that's just a classic. <laughs> I find it so funny. I mean, the mind that put this together is just so clever. <laughs> so clever. Anyway, we continue with our series uh, on everyday prayer. Uh, we've looked at adoration, we've looked at petition, we've looked at intercession, and two weeks ago, Rob took us through how to persevere in prayer. All these have to do with us talking to God. Today, we're looking at listening to God. Instead of talking to him, today we're looking at him talking to us, listening to God listening to God. Our text is taken from John chapter 10, just four verses, reading from chapter 1, sorry, chapter 10, verses 1 to 4. And I read, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber. And that's quite straightforward. The portal, legal portal entry into anything is through the door. 
any other way into, into any the house or whatever is illegal. And Jesus calls anyone who does that a thief and a robber. Verse 2. And he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Shall we pray? Father, thank you that your word is immutable, is unchanging, is the same. Your, your word is life, is truth. And Lord, as the word goes forth, I pray you will bring illumination, it will bring understanding, it will bring clarity. We pray you speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Emil Dekheim is a French philosopher who lived in the middle part of the 19th century. And in his book called The Elementary Forms of Religious Life, he observed, among other things, how primitive cultures or primitive groups will sum up their customs, their values, their ethics, what things represent them. They pull all of those things together and find a symbol that represented all of that. And they very often would use the symbol of an animal. So, for instance, if the group thought of themselves as very strong, reliable, they may use the symbol of an ox, strong. If they thought of themselves as a very wise people, they may use the symbol of an owl. If they thought of themselves as very wise and able to negotiate, they may use the symbol of a fox. Some of the cultures even went to the extent of worshipping those symbols, what in sociology uh, is called totemism. So the symbol then becomes the totem of the culture, the group. So if you worship that symbol, you effectively are worshiping yourself, isn't it? Yeah. In the Bible, God uses a similar language to explain some of these things for us. What in theology is called anthropomorphic terms. So all that means is God will use something of the natural, something of the physical, something we can relate to, to explain something we are less familiar with. So, for instance, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you cannot do anything. And that is to explain to us that without him, we cannot do anything. In Zechariah, Zechariah 2.8, God says, Whoever touches you touches the apple of my eye. What does that mean? 
God is saying, you are so precious to me that anyone attacking my people is as if they are attacking the apple of my eye. In Ezekiel 37, the prophet says, the hand of the Lord is upon me. Now, what does that mean? hand of the Lord is upon me. God is the spirit. God doesn't have a hand like we do, but it's a simile used to explain God's protection, God's covering on the prophet. And that is what the prophet meant by that. But of all the symbolisms, the representations used in the Bible, the one that is used more than any other any other is the symbol of a sheep. In our passage, Jesus calls us his sheep. Now, if you look at the animal, it looks cute, looks cuddly, but there's a problem. There is no way of it defending itself. It's just there. It has no antlers. It has no sharp canine teeth. It has no claws. It's just a sitting duck for the hostile predators out there in the open. But that is the animal God chooses to identify us with. Walking through the park, most animals God has created and has given them ways for them to defend themselves. Walking through the park, going to work, I see this tiny creature, squirrels, feeding. And you see dog owners walking the park with their dogs. And some of the dogs get excited and they make for the squirrels. And the fascinating thing about this tiny creature is it doesn't feed way out there in the open. You see it feed not far away from the nearest tree. It's intelligent enough, smart enough to do that. So when any dog, excited dog, goes and makes for it, it quickly whizzes through the grass, climbs up the tree, and almost looks down at the, at the dog and says, well, come up if you can. So that is, that's its way of protecting itself. That's its way of defending itself. A lot of animals are wired like that. The sheep, not so much. And I know a lot of horrible things have been said about the sheep. All in all, it's quite pitiful, but that is the animal God says we are like. But before you get a bit upset with God or angry with him, for choosing a sheep, a closer look at the passage reveals something of God's heart in what he's trying to convey to us. It's, it reveals the grace-based relationship God wants to have with us. The sheep doesn't have to do anything. Just follow the, sheep, the shepherd if the shepherd says, this is where we've gotten to, it's time to feed, you just feed. And it's time to go, you hear the shepherd speak to you, you move. I personally would want to be a sheep. That I'm so chilled. If God says move, I move. He says sit, I sit. 
And this blissful life, this wonderful life of having everything done for you is captured by David in the first line of Psalm 23, which arguably is the, probably the most popular psalm in the Bible, where he says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And that is the life God wants us to have with him. A life totally dependent on him, a life where he does everything for us. And that is what it is. A life apart from Christ is a misery. But the Bible says Jesus is our everything. He supplies all our needs. He's our healer. He's been made wisdom unto us. It's just wonderful. So then, why the symbol of a sheep? Why would God choose that? Why would God choose that? And when you read the passage, you struggle sometimes to come to terms with it because we are so used to doing our own thing. But to enjoy this, this privileged life with God through Christ, this freedom, this life that is freely supplied, you must be prepared to completely be like a sheep and yield totally to him. And all we are expected to do according to Jesus, is just hear his voice. In verse 2 of the text we've just read, Jesus says, But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When I read this line, I got into an argument or debate with the Lord because I didn't believe I could hear the Lord's voice. But from the passage, he says, we hear his voice. His sheep hear his voice. For many years, I thought it was something for a select few, a privileged few within the church. Not so, according to this text. Everybody, Everyone here hears the voice of the Lord. But I think the trouble is we're not paying attention. We don't listen. In the busyness of our lives, we fail to listen to what the Lord is saying. He is talking. Our God is a great communicator. In James 1, verse 19, the apostle says, Let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. As a young child, my mom diagnosed me with a very common disorder, which you find amongst young people, which in my adult life I've come to call the selective hearing syndrome. Because we very often like to hear what things we want to hear. If it's pleasant, we're drawn to. If it's not, no, we don't, we don't listen. See? But not so in the kingdom. 
Not so in the kingdom. We're supposed to hear everything God has to say to us. The daily whisperings he puts or brings our way. In verse, in, in verse 4, like we read, he says, My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. God looks at a corporate body, but at the same time, he looks at the individuals within the corporate body. There are messages God sends out with individual names on it. He speaks to us directly. In my life as a Christian, one of the highlights is when I came to understand, or I heard God say to me, I love you. That completely changed the way I see God. It radically changed my relationship. And it's just helped me through the storm, the difficult challenges I've had to encounter in my life. Just that statement. God saying to me, I love you. It can be personal. So in my Bible, on the first page, I've written, Dear George, and on the last page, yours, Jesus. It's mine. That's how I've, I read the Bible as if Jesus is talking to me directly. Because I'm beginning to learn to listen to him. In Luke chapter 10, Jesus is visiting two sisters, Mary and Martha. They get to the house. Martha makes for the kitchen. She's trying to be a good hostess. So she's trying to prepare something for all of them to have. Her sister, Mary, doesn't bother with that. She is glued to the feet of Jesus, listening to all that the Lord had to say. And Martha is upset. She rushes to Jesus. Don't you care? I'm busy trying to get something together, and you tolerating my sister sitting with you, not bothering to help me. And it's interesting what Jesus had to say in response to Martha. And he said, Martha, you are allowing so many things to distract you. What Martha was doing was great. There's nothing wrong with preparing a meal for a visitor. But look at the premium Jesus places on listening to what he has to say. He says to Mary, he says to Martha, your sister has chosen the better thing. And we all are confronted with this reality in our lives. Life can be hard. The business of it. The demands of your job may be such that you just don't have time. Young children, you have to get ready to take to school. You're a businessman, the demands of it. Emails, calls, meetings, you name it. But in all of that, Jesus says, come away with me. In your business, maybe all you need is a strategy of how to resolve these difficult problems. And I may just, in having time with me, whisper something to you which will help you get through the challenges that confront you. 
So listening to God in some instances can be what determines whether we survive or do not. I've had many stories of people who were delivered or survived or escaped even death because they listened to God. There was a lady in our, our home group. I haven't sought for permission to do this, so I'm really taking a big risk here. She shared a testimony in our, in our group how on the train, this was the King's Cross fire disaster in November 1987. She said she was on the train with a friend and she could hear God say to her, get off the train, get off the train. This was a few stops before the train was going to get to King's Cross Station. And it's amazing in the testimony how far God went for her to hear what he was saying to her. She said she could hear her friend speak to her, but couldn't hear what the friend was saying because it was as if God had suppressed every sound around her. So they got to the next station, and she just jumped out. The friend got angry. What's the matter with you? You're going crazy? Only to find out later what the told you was not. And she's alive today because she listened to God. She's alive today because of God. And finally, and with this I say, 700 years or thereabout before Jesus is dead, the prophet Isaiah, looking forward to the crucifixion, in Isaiah 53, verse 6, he says, All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall upon us. That was Jesus before he went to the cross, we were without a chance. Jesus goes to the cross, he dies. And the Apostle Peter, looking back to what Jesus had done, in 1 Peter 2, verse 24, Peter writes, And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. For you were continually straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. We have a shepherd today, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is talking to us. Let's listen to him. Sometimes what God says to us, hard to comprehend. There's a story in two kings. Two kings have fought, but the Syrian army captain by name Naaman had leprosy. He goes to Israel to meet the prophet Elisha because he had been told that the prophet Elisha was in God's land. He goes to Israel and he 
Elisha then was a meek who sent people to get help. Go deep in the Jordan seven times. So he planned to go back with his leprosy. And some of his aides came to him and said, Is the prophet sent to do You go do He relented, went deep in the Jordan seven times, came out, leprosy was gone. A greater than Elisha is speaking to us today. The Lord Jesus. He is talking to us. And there may be some of us here who don't believe that God speaks to us. But that's the way Christ said. He says God speaks to everything. So as we go into our time of ministry, let us come to this knowledge, this truth, that God speaks to us. If you're not speaking out in the same voice, it's possibly because you're not listening. I know our time is far gone, but there is a short video I want us to watch. Technology permits. This is the relationship God wants us to have with Him. Where our hearing is so sharp to the point where He says, Make me know this one. The daily whispering that God sends our life. And it's daily. Daily God is speaking to us. And we want to be like And I said, through the valley of the shadow of death he is with you. That is the life. Life and other things with you. I'm going to invite Charles to come as we enter our time of prayer.
We just wanted to take this opportunity to um, listen to God. And in a minute, I'm going to just pray and ask God to come and help us to listen to Him. Then, Ash, we're going to, we're going to stay quiet for a couple of minutes and just listen to dial down everything else and give space for God to speak to us and to concentrate on listening to Him. And then Ash will come up and we'll have a little worship song. Um, and we've then also got opportunities to do a variety of things in terms of responding. You might have seen the way the sheep came towards and then they did something. So we've got a couple of suggestions of what you might do or might want to do. One is just stay there and let God continue to speak to you. Another might be that you want to write down what God is saying to you. So some people are going to pa pass around some post-it notes um, and some pens. And you may just want to write down what God may be saying to you. I, I find it very helpful to get out what God's saying because it seems to say more as I write things down. But then we've got two boards on either side. So if you want to go and stick up what God may be saying to you on there. And by all means, other people, please do come and look at some of the things that the people are saying. We did this in the first service, and we got about, uh, probably about 30 different things that people felt God was saying. And, you know, some were very simple. It just may be a matter of the word. Um, someone had the word anchor and turned to the person beside them and, and gave that to her. And it just meant something really special for her. Another person said, I sense someone is feeling extremely fearful about the outcome of medical tests. And God wants to say he is with you covering you with his wings in peace. So if, if there's something that speaks to you either in what is said up there or what God is saying to you, then please come to the front and have prayer. But one other thing that we're really as a church trying to press into hearing God more, and if that's something that is on your heart, please come to, if there's an area to the left, your left, or right, where there's a group of people that would really love to help you and encourage you in hearing God more clearly or perhaps answering some of your questions. So just to repeat that, we're going to, I'm going to pray in a minute, then we're going to have a couple of minutes of quiet when just dial down and listen out to God. He may just give you, a thought may drop into your head, you don't know where that comes from, you may have an impression of something. God can speak in lots of different ways. But he speaks to you as an individual. So after he's done that, then we're going to have some worship. Please write down anything that you may, God may have said to you and stick it up on the boards. Have a look at the boards or come forward just for prayer for anything. Or else go to one of the tables at either side and just join with some people to help speak to you. Is that okay? Do people understand that? Yeah. If you don't understand, just come and ask me, okay? So I'm just going to pray, and then we'll have a couple of minutes of silence, and then we'll go and respond. So Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us so much that you want to come and talk to us. Jesus, thank you for coming as our good shepherd 
and calling us individually by name. Holy Spirit, we invite your presence to flood this space and enable us to hear your voice this morning. So please stay, if you're feeling that God is speaking to you, please remain and just keep listening. But if you want to, if you feel anyone else wants to stand up and then Ash will sing some songs and then let's go and do something with what God said. Amen. This may be something new to you, um, but this is the word that God said. It's a, he says in his Bible, fear not, little flock. It's my Father's good pleasure to give you. So just encourage you, you may feel really small or unimportant or like that sheep in the background. But it's just to say that God loves you wherever you are wherever you're at. So don't be afraid. It is the Father's good pleasure to give you good things. So step up. Let us, let's all stand up. And let's be in a position just to receive and to step out and receive what the Father has for us now. Come, Father.